Welcome back to the, the the Off the Tips podcast. What a week it was at, at Augusta. John Rahm just far too far too clinical for his nearest rivals, and to to break down the week that was and discuss it with me and the same blokes that joined me last week, Monty and AC, both in the house. It's a pleasure to have you both on. Cheers, brother. Good to be here. Um... How good's Major Golf, eh? Eight to nine month wait, but but boy, it's worth it. Fabulous viewing. Yeah, so good. It 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 looked as if we might be getting a a Monday finish, but the weather played ball late, and we were, we were able to get it down and see John Rahm pull that green jacket on. AC, how was the weekend, mate? Did you did you hit any naris? It was good, yeah. Managed to. I had cricket three of the days of the Easter weekend, but managed to get out yesterday with Monty and a few of the boys, and it was good to get out and play. Uh, the the golf is still a little bit scratchy, but I managed to kind of scrape out around under my handicap, which it's been a while, so I'll take it. Yeah, nice stuff, Monty. Had had you hit them out there? Ah, uh, okay. I was, you know, again under the handicap, which is slightly frustrating. Heading into the Hillary. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with where, with where the game's at. The putter, the putter can turn up. Then look out the blue team. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss the the Hillary towards the back end of this podcast, heading into a a big weekend of golf our, ourselves. But for starters, we'll discuss John Rahm. Just made it look really easy this week. What did you kind of make of his performance? Oh, seriously impressive. He he was just so strong, Tita Green. He led the field in that department. And just the fact also that he overcame the tougher draw, which is also, it shouldn't be understated how how good that is from him. And then just to me, what was so impressive was that back nine, just the way he, he just hit every shot that was required. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to sum it up in one word, it's clinical, right? First and stroke gain, tee to green. Second off the tee, sixth approach, six around the greens and 22nd in putting. Um, you, you know, extremely impressive week. I think, you know, the up and down on 18 and the, the drive on 13 sort of epitomised his confidence down the stretch. You know, 18's a bit different because it was all sewn up, but the fact that, you know, he just proceeded to make a, a saucy up and down to close it out, this bombing bombing draw down 13 when he's been hitting these nice fades all week p- to step up and be able to hit a shot like that um, it, it, and just made it up and down when he needed to. It's, it's pretty hard to fault. Yeah, and Kepka a little bit uncharacteristically made that Sunday pretty easy for Ram. I don't know what it is, but he looked like the Kepka of old kind of heading into, into Sunday and then when the when the lights kind of came on, he he looked a little bit gassed and just, to put it simply, didn't have it, did he? Yeah, I think um, I think it's probably you know maybe a touch unfair to say look gassed. I think just he he just 
you know, wasn't quite there mentally or I don't, I don't know what it was. It's pretty unkept and like to to falter away like that. But it was just disappointing not to see him place a bit more pressure on Ram because that's probably the showdown coming into the week or, or near close to it, the one everyone would have been looking forward to. Um, just, you know, didn't quite strike it and gave himself a little bit too much work with the putter and sort of threatened, but, you know, just couldn't quite. Make it happen. And I think also credit needs to be given to Ram. He it was such a stress free day for him. Like he he had so many just kind of thirty footers for Birdie that he didn't really he could just roll up near the hole and he never really let Brooks in. And yeah, Brooks didn't play his best, but I just thought Ram, as we said before, clinical, stress free pars. And I felt like if Ram wanted to, he could have got two or three more out of that round by firing at the old flag too. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's just, it was just quite tough to see because Kepka and Majors notoriously a, a really good front runner and just, yeah, I, I, I just didn't see him coming back to the pack like he did on Sunday. I'm not sure if I can put it down to live directly either as some people have sort of alluded I to. hate that call, eh? also, it's stupid. Yeah. You got to also remember he's like been out of the game for a couple of years in essence, right? In terms of proper competitive reps, and like yes, he's made the call to go to live, but I think drawing that conclusion between the two is you know far too harsh on on him. Um, and yeah, it just happens, right? Like I don't think you can draw that conclusion. Agree, and it's amazing the timing of all this, you know. Netflix doco came out and everyone like he was kind of quite vulnerable and showed that he thought he kind of didn't have it anymore and so it was pretty cool to see him bounce back and kind of be the Brooks of old this weekend yeah and just heading into a couple of venues that will no doubt really really fit his eye and he's just going to be kind of better for the run from from this week like this one will hurt but Geez, it's yeah, like AC said, it's it's good to see him back in contention because geez, I I enjoyed this week. The like, you don't really know what you've got until it's gone, do you? Yeah, it's just so good to have the, the villains, if you will, back in the game. Right, spice it up a bit, generate a bit more interest. You know, even just the quote from him about Cantlay and his pace of play which we can touch on after the round, just having a bit more personality. We need a few more Kepkas in our life versus a Scotty Scheffler. Um, Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's a fact. Well, I agree. Like, as, a, as an entertainment spectacle, like, absolutely. No, hey, one thing I'm on it, boys. Um, do you think – I was thinking about today. So, Colin Morikawa, I feel like his major count, he's overachieved – having two. Rory's underachieved having four. Do we think two for Rahm's about right? Yeah, I'd, well, yeah. I'd say it's probably fair given his age. Because um, he's he takes that hat off and he's actually a bit longer than he than he looks when he's running that, that Callaway hat on top. I think it's probably about right given the quality and age, but you know, he's at that crossroads now where he could e- easily you know skip to four or five within a five-year period and that's not feeling 
is you know as though it's hard to get to or a stretch. Mm. Um, so I've, you know of all active players, you know, he's probably top of the pile in my view of ones that can you know shoot to five. You know that you know, that elusive number, I guess, in the current um, state yeah. of state of play, and he's got a bit more killer about him. You know, as opposed to you know, maybe a Scheffler. Like if you if you saw those two dueling, yeah, you know, I'd be I'd be taking Ram most times over over a Scheffler. He's just got that instinct about him, and you can see it in his eyes yesterday a little bit too. Just a bit more of a killer instinct. Yeah, I'd I'd say. One was definitely underachieving, and like you, I, I think two was is probably par at pre thirty. And yeah, there's not really too much I need to add to what Monty covered off. I think he kind of hit the nail on the head there. He could easily pluck off a handful more. Like he is just playing some unbelievable golf at the moment. And then, but then you could comp it to someone like a JT. At- and say, you know, like Ram's a better golfer too. And so maybe even two on balance, if you were to lean one way or another, you could even, you know, say it's light if he doesn't get another one in the next couple of years because, you know, he's supreme. So, boys, who surprised you this week? I think Phil's got to be the obvious one, doesn't it? Like he, man, that was impressive what he did on Sunday and like, yeah, I, I don't like the bloke, but um, I've always respected him as a player. Like what he's done as a player is incredible. He won the, was it 2019 PGA or 2020? 21. Like at that I age, think. that was, oh, 2021. It's mate. Yeah. So at that age, it's just amazing what he's achieved. And yeah, like 10th tee to green as well at over 50. Like that's bloody impressive. For a guy that's known to spray it too. Um, yeah. I think the other one, like Paddy Reed sniffing around was a bit of a nuisance. Probably slightly exceeded expectations. And the the, the two rogue ones, you know, you don't don't need too much commentary, but Freddie Couples, you know, oldest guy to make the cut at the Masters, pretty good gun. Um we don't want to talk about Sam Bennett because that's boring, but good on him. <laughs> yeah, he was in the mix pretty deep, but like they talk about an amateur, but he like how he is an amateur golfer, but he's also three years older than Tom Kim, who's playing there as a pro. So it's not like it's this this 17-year-old Am that's come out and blasted to the top of the leaderboard. I do love this. I do love the having to go to Dick's Sporting Goods in between one of the rounds to pick up some gear because he was getting a bit cold and didn't have enough warm gear. Yeah, that's it's, outstanding. You know, he's no, pretty man. humble, eh? Yeah, he yeah. played pretty. It was pretty impressive. Played, played pretty slow, but played well. I think. I think on the down on the downside, you know, there's a downside surprises guys who didn't show up. Hovland, you know. Respectable finish, but given the posse where he was, um, you know, quite disappointing. Just can't can't quite get it done. Um, yeah, the short game's modestly improving, but he, he just you know, disappointing from how he started. Minwoo Lee, um, a guy we we touched on last week, pretty disappointing. Um, 
Corey Connors also pumped him up um, you know, with, with a good record around Augusta and, and good race form. Uh, JT, you know, a, a clear, obvious disappointment. You know, had a good first round and then just sort of imploded. Just what's, second round. With JT, what, what's, going, what's going wrong there? Well, he's putting poorly. Yeah. Like he he's always been a good approach play player, but he's putting really bad, and there's rumours going around that he's hurt too. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. There's seen that quite a bit, right? He's certainly not a hundred of Bible reports, but yeah, he's 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 sort of been there enough of late in that he's showed spurts and rounds of good form to suggest that you know he should be doing better than he is. Boys, just not that it surprised me massively because we always talk about how how good he is. But after last week, it kind of at at the Texas Open, Foxy a a very good week for him on debut at the Masters. I don't think I really need to ask if you were pleased with what you saw, but gee, it was good to to see him play well around there. Yeah, I think when you look at the stats, extremely well rounded. Yeah, week's work as well. 31 in putting, 22nd around the greens, 28th in approach, 26th off the green, 27th in aggregate tee to green. So there's that perception around that he's just this whacker bomber. Um, but, you know, the stats this week, you know, again showed that his putting's improved out of sight. And I think, you know, following him on the Masters app, when that weather got pretty shitty, in that third round in particular, he made some very, very good up and downs on some nice parts, nice pit shots, chip shots. Um, as the ball striking became more difficult in the wet, which was really impressive to see. And I think that's probably the thing that stood out for me, having watched a lot of his shots on that app. Um, yeah, like tied 26th, you, you'd take it. Um, slightly disappointing where he was, I'd say. Or, you know, look back on that and I've... I've got a take on on Foxy, but I'll let you boys go before I go again. I okay, see. well, the fact I think the fact that it was his first showing there was super impressive. Like it, they bang on about it, but it statistically holds up as well that you need experience around there to play well. So I think T twenty six is an awesome result. Pump from. Mm. Not too much to add to to be honest. Lads, Monty, I just I want, want, I want to I hear your it, It's yeah, you know, I completely agree. Like, given he was a bit ill too, like extremely impressive from the outset and exceeded expectations. But I think one thing that annoys me in New Zealand, the media and the public here, is that I don't appreciate how good of a golfer he is. Like, he is a very, very good golfer, and yeah, like. Easily our best since Campbell, right? And I think you know we're at risk here of of fostering a culture of mediocrity about how he's perceived in the media. Like he was, he's had a great week, but and we should be proud of what he's done. But I think we should also sit there and say, look, it was solid. But now we want you to, you know, build from this and do it more consistently as big events. So I think. You know, there's this risk that New Zealanders run into who are who are less 
uh, less over the, the current golf landscape and and don't you know quite understand how good he is and where he's got himself to and what potentially he could achieve over the next five to ten years. Like I think a good realistic career goal from here would be you know at least a top ten in a major and getting himself in a mix and genuinely contending. Oh, I'd say um, definitely, definitely to contend. I don't, I don't see why he he couldn't. I think you can make an argument for anyone that's ranked in the top kind of forty in the world that could get themselves in contention. But just to touch on that, what you said, Monty, and I think AC and I have discussed this on one of our first kind of pods. It's, geez, I'm sick of. Ryan Fox getting referred to as Grant Fox's son in the in the New Zealand media. I don't actually think there's much that winds me up more than that. Like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm going to sound like a massive rugby hater here, but what he's kind of achieved in a in a very global sport is like light years of kind of ahead of like Grant Fox in, in terms of the world, don't you think? Yeah, Grant like, Fox is now the dad of. Ryan isn't the son of. Yeah, you know? well, that's that's what it should be, but it, but it's not It's not in the the way the, the media portray it, though, is it? No, we're getting there slowly. We're getting there slowly, but yeah, it's still, there's still enough of it around to irk me. Me and Monty were actually having the same conversation on the golf course yesterday, and basically your take that statistically in New Zealand, it's much harder to be top 30 in the world in golf than it is to wear an All Blacks jersey. Was Grant Fox a World Cup winner? Yeah. Okay. 87. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but boys, we'll just we'll keep building on our kind of notable no-shows that we, we kind of segued into there, but... I think the two two biggest ones, and we'll discuss them one by one. Max Homer, obviously a favourite of this podcast, just kind of making a habit of of no showing at these at majors. He's just he's a far better player than than his week suggested. And then obviously the elephant in the room, Rory. What a disappointment that was. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss McElroy first. AC, interested to hear your thoughts on Rory's week. Oh well, there's no other way to put it other than that it was just a complete no show. Like, man, you've got beaten by Phil Mickelson, Tiger, and Freddie Couples, and you're the number three golfer in the world. So massive disappointment, and that's an understatement. It was. Yeah, it was poor. I think I'm not going to berate him on one major just because I'd rather see how the year pans out of majors. Like if he wins one this year, I don't think what happened this week matters, but it's definitely concerning. It just looked off from kind of from the fairway, didn't it? It it just it was hard to put your well, finger on. It's funny because people – I saw some stuff saying – people saying he was spraying driver. He was ranked third in – off the yeah. tee, so I thought he drove everything drove else okay. was off. Mm. Yeah, uh, was... I think that kit on day one epitomised the the player. <laughs> I think Nike have Nike have done him dirty there. 
<laughs> Putting that on can't put you in a good mood. <laughs> Monty, I'm interested to, to hear, hear your thoughts. Oh, it's just, uh, I got very little. I think it's just extremely, extremely poor. Like, I think we need to be a bit more harsh on them, you know, too. And I think social media are turning that way. And he's he's a he's an easy target, right? But like, yeah, you know, it's just embarrassing. Like, he he obviously hasn't quite been there, but as little as a couple of weeks ago, he was shooting the lights out at um, the match play, and yeah, you know, it was his fifteenth um, Masters appearance, I think, um, and yeah, it's just. Just, yeah, extremely poor all round. Mm. The second round, you know, I didn't catch much of it, but yeah, it was, yeah, tough scenes. The, Very. The one thing, like, I, admittedly, I was hopeful going into this week, but the one thing I've always thought is he's kind of got the double monkey on his back. He's got Augusta and then the eight-year major drought, and I think... Although I was hopeful this week, I think I think his next mate, if he's going to win another major, I don't think the next one will be at Augusta. I think it'll be somewhere else, and that will free him up at Augusta potentially. It might not. He might just have demons at Augusta for the rest of his career. But I don't think if he's got his fifth major, I don't think will be Augusta. He'll win at Royal Liverpool, and then he'll win at Augusta next year. And you boys will be on the ground at Royal Liverpool. We'll have off the tips, media passes on the ground at. At Hoy Lake, yeah, that the homecoming of the twenty fourteen. I actually, I got called a, I got called a Roy McIlroy dick rider from a listener at golf yesterday. Did you? That's sensational. Did you just cop it because it's pretty true, but yeah, that's all right. I'll stay true <laughs> to myself. It's all good. <laughs> oh, that's great to hear. great to hear the listeners are feeling free to get into us, even in public. Outstanding. Any more notable no-shows? Oh, like I said, kind of Max just keeps keeps no-showing no at these things, just completely didn't, yeah, I, didn't have it this week. Yeah, he hasn't had it. He hasn't been playing great the last kind of month. Mm, that's true. So I tend to be a little bit easier on him here. I, I don't think he was in great form leading up to it, but obviously it's a trend you don't want to see with Max because the next step for him is the majors. Yeah, LACC is the big one, right? Track record there, and if he if he can't show up like everyone's expecting, then I think you probably you really start to get a little worried with him. I think um, Jason Day is you know, tough, tough scenes. He Nine absolutely torched himself on that second round. In you know. Put one in the water on fifteen, in seventy four and eighty on the weekend. Um, so he'll be he'll be livid with the position he got after the position he got himself into. Birdie the last to shoot eighty two, which is <laughs> um, he yeah uh, he he ran into a bonfire on Sunday, Jason Day. <laughs> oh, oh my god. But, you know, he shot 74 on Saturday too and mm. played his last four, four over. And I think in a similar vein, Sam Burns was a guy who 
you know, when you flick the TV on halfway through, it was it was pretty close. And then he had a 78 in round three with two doubles and a triple. So pretty tough scenes for a guy who's been trending and, you know, in a similar boat is looking to to pick up the majors, the major performances. Um, Should we discuss our punts, AC? Yeah, okay. Um, so, I actually, I backflipped on my takes on the on the preview pod. I said you had to leave one of the big three out, but I actually ended up punting all of them. And that, and that proved to be lucky because obviously had 40 on Ram, so I'll take that. Yeah, I I had 50 on Ram, so I'll, I'll take that too. I was pretty nervous leaving Scotty Scheffler out, but I also had a, a few quid on on Jason Day top ten, and it was still it was still in play like until obviously that Sunday where he just he got the he got the flaming the flaming shoes on and left the party. But yeah, so a pretty positive week for for us. I I know we we covered the field, but we got a bit of extra cash, so we we kind of could do that. But and. We're both well into the green this season, which is really good. And hopefully, punters, if they've if they've followed followed us in, they they are in the green too. What's the strategy from here? You know, you've you've started well. You're just going to be backing backing winners. We, you, you know, you're well, going to still remain pretty measured. We're back to we're back to only fifty bucks is what we get this week. So. It'll probably be a little bit more calculated. I haven't. I had a brief look at the field today at work, but I, I haven't nailed anything, I've, anything down. And obviously, the odds aren't out yet. So, I've actually started doing some research what professional golf punters do, and they only punt winners. So that's that's what I'm rolling with. I've tried it the last kind of three really? weeks, and it seemed to work. So just just spread winner bets. Yeah, effectively. I, I think they, they just feel that if you think they can finish top 10, you might as well go win. Inevitably, yeah, you're going to be a, pretty not close. A bad chart. No, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll think about what I'm doing. What, Monty, do you have any suggestions? Um, Scotty Scheffler, boring, boring, boring suggestion. But yeah. he was second tee to green this week, 50th in putting and finished tied 10th. <laughs> Yeah, the putter just deserted him. He was having some head noise too. I saw a bit of footage of him on the practice screen. Just, it's great to see that it happens to the best of us, doesn't it? Hey boys, one thing I want to note is just the withdrawal of withdrawal of Willie Z. He's obviously we found out today he's out for the season, which is just devastating news. Gutted for the guy. He's he's a top bloke, and more importantly, just a he's a big dick player. Like he's he's fronts up in majors so just hope it that it's not really like a long long term thing and that the year off can help him yeah it's pretty fair enough yeah. it is it's sad to see but i it's obviously needed boys i've i've got a hangal update after <laughs> after we got a little bit of traction on social media with our with our reel is <laughs> um, uh He's been sentenced to more more time in the in the pen, and and he's and he's and he's and he says prison has done me good. So, 
<laughs> and in the article, it says it'll be a while before we see Cabrera tee it up at Augusta again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't How know much longer he's locked away for? <laughs> he's, he's got a couple more years. Two years and four more months. Not travelling well. Is he back home in the homeland? <laughs> he's not travelling well. Direct quote from the two-time major champion. Many say prison is bad. But it's not the case. Prison has done me good. <laughs> okay. Can't imagine those Argentinian prisons are much I must write home about either. Well, no, no. There'd be you you'd hate to know what he's what's happening in there. It's just being a golfer in in the big house probably doesn't hold up as well as being an NRL player in the big house. I don't think. <laughs> Easy pickings. Yeah. Although that casting will, will, will put some good shape at least to, to have some protection. Imagine if it's just like the movies and he comes out just absolutely jacked out of his mind. <laughs> we contending again. Does it? Does a stint in the pen just rub you out from a Masters Champions dinner invite? Oh, I'd say because of what he's in there for, like it's fucking grubby, so... Probably rubs him out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't think we'll be seeing him back on ground. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, boys, I've got a thing, a hypothetical for you. So you can do six months in the in the big house or you have to, you have to be frontline at war for three weeks. What are you, what are you taking? I'll take the big house, thanks. I reckon. At least, at least there, you know, you're probably not going to die. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> you run the risk of, you know, being on the front line. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll probably, I'll probably be in the I same. I tend to boat. agree with that. The only, the only thing that scares me more about. Um, <laughs> Military combat is um, being in deep open water with sharks. <laughs> if, if, if someone said to you, you can't play golf again in your life unless you spend six months in the big house, would you do it? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. I could just get a membership to the Lawn Bowls Club. No, I, I think I'd go in the big house, though. Yeah, I would. As hundred percent, our man Angel says it might, it might do me some good. Just get, <laughs> just work on my max chin ups. He mm. gave you a few push ups. Just, just fifty before bed, fifty when you, <laughs> when you wake up. Thanks. She crunches. Probably learn how to fight, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a few other things I suspect too <laughs> right, Are you doing a white collar big um, house or nah? Nah it's got to be like maximum security like <laughs> ah, yeah. we're the worst of the worst That's what I thought Yeah Which, Death row No not hopefully not death row not, not many people <laughs> get off that Can we talk about Cantlay's slow play? Oh yeah let's <laughs> let's rip into it that was just God, fun. I hate that guy. He's like, <laughs> he is just so, so hard to get around. 
Like, even putting aside the slow play, it's like, God, give us something, man. Like, he's just gives you absolute crickets. And that slow play is just, he's not even there or thereabouts. Like, just grow up and you know, get on with it. It's embarrassing. He's such a wet wipe. I wouldn't even blink if he went to live. Like, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> How do you reckon he'd go on the gas? Horrific. <laughs> it'd be an absolute sponge. Yeah. Well, he's 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 front running as as one of the favourites at the RBC Heritage. But boys, I, I don't actually think we have have time to kind of touch on that. We've got a little bit of a lag going on, but. So so we'll we'll wrap up the pod to there. Cheers to everyone who, who tuned in tonight or today or on your commute to work. We appreciate it. Get behind us on, on social media. We're gonna start posting a whole heap more now that the the respective cricket seasons are, are over. So yeah. Boys, cheers cheers for your time this week and I'll I'll see you on Thursday. Queenstown. Let's let's get after it. Get it out. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your-